the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And every week, every day, we see in the news the need for people to fulfill the obligations of that most important political office. Because I believe that while the, the politicians and the ruling class deserve all the criticism they get and more, Ultimately, the problems in this country are due to not enough people fulfilling the obligations of that most important political office. I couldn't, na- I couldn't. I couldn't disagree with you more. What is your name, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Give you three guesses. <laughs> My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined in studio this week. We are honored by uh, Don Dix. Well, I couldn't be here last week, and I uh, regret not being able to be with you and uh, and our guest. Did you were you able to have uh, Tom Del Beccaro on for the entire hour? Yeah, um, we just we just kept you know, Tom. Could you please stay for another hour? And he goes, okay. <laughs> he was reluctant, but I haven't had a chance to visit with you about. Uh, you're talking about the most important political office that a private citizen. We had a thousand private citizens at the uh, DoubleTree in Ontario, DoubleTree by Hilton in Ontario, for the uh, Unite IE Conservative Conference. That was an amazing day, and people are still talking about it here a week and two weeks, almost almost two weeks later. People are still saying that was a, a great event, and I think people got a dose of... Uh, what you're just talking about, you know, take take control of your government again. Right. Will it translate into anything? Will, will the people that, will the thousand that showed up do more than come to the conference? And yep, that's, we're behind you and go home again. That is up to the individual groups that were in the political pavilion who were there to get the name, collect the names of everybody and turn around and try and deploy them as, uh, as assets in the struggle of maintaining our foundational faith-based values. Yeah, and it's uh, you know we do what we can in the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. We got a, a band of uh, volunteers. Unlike you know the other, the enemy is paid activists. They've got they've got oodles and oodles of money, and I th- think a lot of that is recycled tax dollars that goes from an organization to an organization into somebody's pocket into another pocket, and ultimately gets used for political purposes on the left. It absolutely does, and we are a volunteer army. That's there's no doubt about it. And uh, this coming election cycle in 2020, with the March, with the primaries moved up to March, I don't think that has. Uh, you know, we we live in this uh, political bubble ourselves, where we focus on this stuff. We learn this stuff every. Uh, you know, the, follow the news every day. What's unfolding? What are the new bills that are coming out? We can't even keep up with those. I would I would guess that there's a percentage of people that's a large percentage in California that really don't connect with the fact that the primary has been moved from June to March. Right. And then there's an even larger batch probably 
would say, what's a primary? That's part of the problem. So only slightly overstated. No, it, 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 I think it's fairly overstated because when you have uh, a, a whole different paradigm and priority uh, lording over our school systems where originally the a full appreciation of the fact that we live in a republic and what that responsibility means, it means that we are the lords of the land. We are... The, uh, the the kings of the land as citizens, uh, you know, our complete government structure has been turned upside down. That was the gift that the founders gave us. But we're not teaching that in schools. We're not teaching civics, basic understanding of what the responsibilities we have as a government. Even uh, the mildly left-leaning Richard Dreyfus went on Tucker Carlson, what, a couple years ago and said, we're not teaching civics. People no longer understand. They're not voting. They're coming out of, you know, our government run schools uh, completely uh, misinformed about what it means to live in a constitutional republic. And when a Richard Dreyfus, uh, you know, raises the alarm about that, we should be paying attention. Sure. Well, some, I mean, we saw a big surge in voter turnout, for example, in Orange County, 80,000 voters that hadn't voted in at least two Elections are not, if not more, suddenly turned out to vote in 2018 and helped the Democrats carry all the congressional seats in Orange County. It, well, it, and it's true. And what they what actually turned out were people that would go door to door to harvest ballots. That was what the uh, left deployed in this last election. They knew the law. They understood what passed back in, I think, August of 2016 that enables a no chain of custody on ballots. Anybody can pick up your ballot and turn it into the ROV. You don't have to know who they are. You don't have to document it. They don't have to doc. No documentation. They just pick up your ballot and turn it in. When that law passed, Democrats knew what they were doing, and they knew how to deploy that law. Republicans are still trying to figure it out. Right. And of course, that even assumes that you've actually picked up a ballot from a voter as opposed to you just have you have spare ballots or they've been sent to a P.O. box or to a convenience store or a dog park where you have 27 people registered. And that's an actual example where there was a yep. dog park where there were 27 voters, presumably two-legged, not four-legged, but you, you never know in California that were registered to vote there or someone in your household dies their ballot still gets mailed out because we know that the registrar of voters has a hard time cleaning up the voter rolls so you know dad or grandpa's ballot still comes to the house and as the old saying goes grandpa reliably voted republican his entire life until he died and then all of a sudden he started voting democrat yep and we joke about that, but, but the, the, we joke because the, of the underlying There's an essence truth. Of, of truth. Not, not, not an essence of truth, because yeah. there, there, really, there really is no election integrity in California. Uh, activists and writers, uh, uh, speaker Craig Huey literally registered his dog to vote and got a mail ballot for his dog. I mean, when that happens, you know that there is no election integrity in California and anybody can vote any number of times and there is no consequence and there's no way of there's virtually no way of detecting. That's right. And they do. And speaking of schools, one of the speakers at the Unite IE Conservative Conference was Rebecca Friedrichs. What has uh, been a, a, a an important part of education in elementary school? Civics is gone. What it's being what is it being replaced with indoctrination on many levels? 
uh, one of which now is sex education. She spoke very uh, briefly. I mean, half an hour. I've seen her talk go an hour and a half where she documents how this agenda, this radical sexualization of elementary school children has come via the NEA, via the national unions, supported by the unions, crafted by the unions, pushed in through legislation here in California under the uh, guise of being a healthy, uh, California Healthy Youth Act. I mean, there's nothing healthy about this. They are being indoctrinated with pseudoscience transgenderism. They're being indoctrinated with uh, sexualization. Uh, they're being told that, uh, you know, how uh, how to communicate uh, with no means no, yes means yes, consent. They're ki- elementary school kids being taught how to give consent to have sex. And they're talking about all these genders, as you mentioned. They're talking about various, all various types of sex, including anal sex for elementary in elementary school. And as we as we learned at the we went to a conference last Sunday, put on by the American Freedom Alliance, entitled "The Left's Revolution by Other Means: The Long March Through the Institutions." Is this this is this is this is not happening by chance. This is not happening because there's some rogue people over here doing this crazy seemingly crazy sex education. It's all for a reason, to tear down the family, to tear down Judeo-Christian culture, values, and principles, to, sex- to sexualize children. Our friend Glenn Stull made a great point, is this stuff is so explicit. If you were to show children in your neighborhood this, these, some of these materials outside of school, you'd be prosecuted as a sex offender and you'd be registering as a sex offender for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's it's that graphic. It's that insidious. And it, it just goes uh, deep into a, a, an understanding of what it is that these people are willing to do in order to advance the agenda, which is essentially to break down the American family, the building block of Western civilization. This is this is at the core of everything that is being done. And you can trace the roots of it all right back to. Uh, the long march to the through the institutions, which was the American Freedom Alliance event that took place on the Sunday after our Unite IE conference. Uh, great speakers, a great uh, detail of what is being done to literally destroy America through uh, the institution of cultural Marxism. They learned a long time ago that they could not implement Marxism through the worker. It had to be done through the institutions. So they modified their approach. Remember, all of these things started with rebellions of workers, and those things never ultimately materialized in a satisfactory way to institute Marxism, to institute uh, communism. So they went after the institutions, and they are so far winning here in America. You wonder why entertainment has gone the way it is, why academia has gone. We had a, there was a speaker there, Pete Peterson, who is the uh, dean of the, I think, the political science school at uh, public, the School of Public Policy at Pepperdine it. University, where the, unlike all the other universities, the ratio of Democrats to Republicans on the faculty is only one point two to one. Instead of some of these all these social science departments, it's twenty to one. 30 to 1, 40 to 1, right. 60 to I mean, sometimes zero Republicans in was, the department. It was a fascinating discussion to describe how uh, that long march through the institutions 
uh, in the uh, ac- in academia uh, has absolutely brought these people, and they're not hiding it. They don't hide it anymore. They bring it right out, and that's why we have uh, some of the uh, tyrannical fascist protests on school campuses that we have. We need to take a break real quick. We'll come back with what we were originally going to talk about, which is big tech, speaking of the long march through the institutions, how big tech is putting its fingers on the scale in the upcoming political uh, contest 2020 when we return. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. AM 590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show. Earlier this week, Harmy Dillon appeared on Tucker Carlson. And the reason that she was there is she she's an attorney. She's based here in California. She has been very involved in the California Republican Party. Now she's a what they call a national committee woman at the national level. But she appeared on Tucker Carlson to warn that conservatives need to take note of the threat of Silicon Valley, as she puts it, masters of the universe, or we will lose every election going forward. Uh, They discussed on this episode, Greg, how uh, conservatives have been repeatedly targeted by big tech firms that even the Claremont Institute now was recently denied the right to advertise on Google over a study published by the Institute that Google deemed to be racist. Google, among others of these big techs, use the Southern Poverty Law Center as one of their resources to determine what groups are hate groups and should be ridiculed and denied on their public, quote unquote, (laughs) public platforms and which groups are not. The Southern Poverty Law Center now has its own problems because its founder, Morris Dees, was drummed out of the organization because they found out uh, that there was... uh, uh, a few problems at that organization. He, they, people were being sexually harassed. There was there were uh, uh, allegations of racism. I mean, all the stuff that that organization uh, detects as hate groups, they were actually guilty of doing inside their own organization. Well, it's like it's like Joe Biden. If you think you are, it's liberal privilege. As I'm a prominent liberal Democrat, I can do what I want to, and 
there are no consequences. And that worked for a lot of years for Biden. We'll see if, he, if it catches up to him. Harvey Weinstein, um, Matt Lauer, the list goes on and on of all these uh, prominent liberal Democrats, males, that have been able to get away with for decades this kind of sexual harassment conduct. And it's not just the off remark or, gee, you look nice today type sexual harassment. It's the groping sexual harassment. And we're, we're digressing from our point. But there was this Democrat congressman, long time, served for decades. I'm drawing a blank on the name. But longtime reporter, liberal reporter, it's redundant, uh, Cookie Roberts said of this guy, oh, we all knew that you don't get in the elevator with him. Right. And, and, of course, they covered it up for him. Oh, the cover-up that the left has done, when the Me Too movement broke wide open with Harvey Weinstein, you know, being outed as somebody who routinely sexually harassed and sexually assaulted actresses, uh, used that uh, his uh, proclivity for uh, weird and bizarre sex acts as a gateway for young starlets to find their way into Hollywood. When that dam broke, I mean, we learned about all sorts of people in the media, Matt Lauer, you know, uh, no longer working. Uh, I mean, the list is huge. The number of people on the left, and I would say it out, it, it grossly outnumbers the people on the left. On the right. The le- the, 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 there's far more people that are on the, on the left, left yes, than the, the right. Yes. yes. No. Okay. Sorry if I misstated that. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Big Dem Tech. And Harmony Dillon was talking about is Professor Robert Epstein, who has studied this, has determined through tests that how Google manipulates the search results can swing the undecided vote 90-10 in the direction that Google wants. Professor Epstein, who is a liberal, he's not a conservative, estimates that in the 2018 election, Google shifted more than 4 million votes to the Democrats. And that's just Google through manipulating its search engine results. And it doesn't count the rest of it where they've been shadow banning. So shadow banning is where you post something or you send a tweet out and you think it goes out, but all of your followers, all of your friends don't see it. It's suppressed to outright censorship, picking people down, to removing, removing popular conservative sites. They've eliminated billions, compared to 2016, billions of page views for conservatives. Many conservative organizations have seen their Facebook traffic drop by more than 90% as a result of how Facebook is changing its um, computer programs that govern what you see on Facebook. And it goes on and on. Um, David Horowitz, who spoke of the conference we mentioned, was accident was accidentally banned this past week and then restored on Twitter. And as of recording the show, he's been banned again. And we'll see if it's, quote, accidental, of course. But as Tucker and Harmeet pointed out, all of the, quote, accidents, unquote, all go one way. They all go against conservatives. And this becomes very important because these, this is the new public square. This is the means of communication. This, would be, this is, would be like the phone company listening into your phone calls and banning your phones or cutting off your phone service if it doesn't like your politics. Facebook is, that, is, is arguably even bigger and more pervasive than the phone company. At least, I mean, there are some other phone companies. You can get your cell phone service through 
AT&T or Verizon or Sprint or and, and, and some other companies. But Facebook has this huge dominant presence in the social media market. Google has 80, 90% plus of the, of the search engine traffic. And if they manipulate that search, those search engine results and put their political thumb on the scale in controlling what you see, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to even detect that that was happening. Now, when they do advertising, let's say you search tires and, and links pop up for companies that want to sell you tires. They have to disclose that those are sponsored links, that those people have paid to be there. But when Google politically manipulates the results, there's no such disclosure requirement. The other lesson is, is if you are doing something that is it, it, that is either diminishing the liberal left, politicians, the liberal left, or lifting up conservatives and you're successful on Twitter, you will be banned. There was a parody account of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez called at AOC Press on Monday. It was permanently banned by Twitter and the account's creator, Michael Morrison, was also banned because he thinks it was because they had grown so rapidly over the last month and a half. The account grew by roughly 50,000 followers, and they had tweets with over 30,000 likes on them. So the founder of this account said, I think Twitter decided it was time for the account to go because they'd become so successful even being tweet, uh, retweeted by Donald Trump Jr. So here you have a situation where a parody account. Now, how many parody accounts are there for Donald Trump? There are a bunch. Mm-hmm. Have they have they banned those accounts? Of course not. I don't think so. So here you've got Twitter uh, putting its thumb on the scale again in a way that is, I mean, parody is 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 part of the American political infrastructure. You know, Saturday Night Live built its reputation on par- uh, a parody. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna start weeding out those successful parody accounts because they're successful and they target the people that you want to support. That's exactly what's happening. Rulers have always wanted to control the flow of information to the people because it's so much easier to rule when the people voluntarily obey. And what our First Amendment provided was the the government can't do that. And we still have good First Amendment protection from the government. But the problem is, is these other now private companies working hand in hand with the left and the Democrat Party, but then I repeat myself, are now suppressing speech. And they keep keep pushing. And it's Alex Jones today. I never listen to Alex Jones, never read Alex Jones. But then it's going to be someone else tomorrow. It's going to be you and I tomorrow. It's going to be Tucker Carlson tomorrow. There's no, there's no limit to it because no one is pushing back. Intermittently on our side, people are – I see more hand-wringing now about this. But no one on our side is doing anything about this. And one of the things that we all can do immediately is don't use Google for your search engine. Use Duck, Duck Go. That's what I use. It works well. And you don't support the enemy, Google. Start cross-posting on alternative social media, in particular Gab, where they, if a speech is legal in America, they let everybody speak freely, no matter what you, whatever, who you are, what you want to say. 
So start cross-posting there and begin the conservative exodus off of big dem tech. So that's something that we can all do ourselves immediately. Some of these steps like antitrust actions, lawsuits based on a case of Marsh versus Alabama, which may apply First Amendment rules and protection to the to big dem tech companies are things kind of beyond our of what we can do as individuals. But those things I just said are things we can do as individuals immediately. Amen. Well, we have uh, much more to talk about that unfolded both on a national and local level as we continue here on the Unite Inland Empire radio show. My name is Don Dix. My co-host, Greg Britton, will be back after a word from our sponsors for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM590 The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS9873, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Welcome back to the United IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office. All y'all out there, all y'all citizens out there, this is your political power show. We show you how to claim. We talk about the reasons why it's important to reclaim your political power in the Republic of these United States. On Wednesday, the Department of Education approved a controversial group of changes to the state's health and sex education framework. They removed five resources and books that some of the some organizations had called sexually explicit, including a book that explains sex to students as young as kindergarten. Uh, two to three hundred parents showed up for a rally at the Capitol Hill and then they moved over to the Department of Education in order to provide comments on uh, the new framework. Over 120 people signed up for public comment to support or oppose the changes. The meeting preceded a rally, uh, was preceded by a rally at Capitol Hill where nearly Two, three hundred people gathered to protest the framework revisions. Stephanie Yates, who's the founder of Informed Parents of California, led the rally. The organization has grown to over 20,000 members since it was founded last year. We had Stephanie Yates on the Jen and Don show earlier the day before the rally, Greg, so we could uh, hear from her just what was getting ready to transpire. And she felt at the time that the California Department of Education was going to go ahead and approve this brand new uh, sex ed curriculum. And indeed, they did. Um, There were people on both sides of the issue. However, uh, what we definitely understand now is that this sex ed curriculum uh, moves, it, it advances topics into early elementary school. 
that have never been a part of this curriculum, that have never been a part of what teachers are responsible for uh, teaching their kids? Are they are, are even teachers ready to do this? We've had several parents go into their schools, their elementary schools, to ask teachers and administrators, what is it you're going to be teaching our kids? They don't know. They're not prepared to teach it. They go to the administrators of the school district, and the administrators know the people in charge of curriculum know. But the many of the parent, many of the teachers, many of the uh, local administrators, like principals, they're not aware yet of what's getting ready to be pushed into uh, these grade levels, and the parents are looking for answers. And the answers they're getting from local teachers and principals just aren't satisfactory enough. How do we opt our kids out of these things if we deem them to be inappropriate? For, you know, our kids based on our faith, based on our practices in our family, more and more and more, the state is taking over the role of things parents should be talking to their kids about when the parents feel it's appropriate to talk to their kids about them. Right. It's to, it, it is to undermine the family, undermine the role of the parents, and uh, to sex groom children into being into sexual promiscuity as early at an early age as possible. Teaching things like I said before, their their elementary school students are being taught about anal sex, and think that's appropriate. Send your children to the government-run schools. If you don't, then yeah, we can try to you can try to resist this stuff. You can opt out. Now they they don't make it easy or prominent they'll send out a, a form and you but you as parents can if you look for it can opt your children out of the triple x sex education you cannot opt your children out of the 72 genders in which they literally tell the children well you know you're and i'm going to slightly paraphrase your old-fashioned parents think there's only men males and females imagine that but we know much better. You know, we know there's many different types. Uh, there's many more genders than that. And you can't opt your children out of that. If you want to, and I've said many times, written many times, if you love God, if you love America, and or if you love your children, you will get them out of the government-run schools where they will be dumbed down academically, patriotically, religiously, and morally. There are a couple of uh, parts to a Sacramento Bee article I want to share. First, according to this article, schools are not required to implement the framework. They are merely recommendations for teachers and administrators. Students can opt out from lessons about sexual health, but the state says students can't opt out of lessons that include gender identity, discrimination, and explain social issues such as the Supreme Court ruling of sex and marriage. Now, Greg Burt, who's the director of the California Family Council, has said there are all kinds of alternatives to sex, but they want to teach sex ed with the guys that they are that they they were trying to prevent sexually transmitted diseases and prevent teen pregnancy. Now we're teaching kids how to have a robust sex life. Not everything under the sun needs to be taught to our kids with no moral judgment. And this is where it it really, when you talk about breaking down the family unit, abstinence is, you know, this this whole thing about uh, Planned Parenthood and abortion. The one thing that really is never pushed is don't have sex and you won't have kids. 
And that abstinence is not that that should be the priority of any sex education, uh, you know, a class, the moral reason for not having sex. Now, I know having grown up, been a high school student, the hormones are raging. Um, you know, it's it, it's a time of life where you want to explore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be our age before those hormones start to calm down. <laughs> right. <laughs> but. The reality of it is there is a a role for abstinence teaching in uh in in this curriculum and it has such a small part of it. It's like it's 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 there in name only. They don't go into, you know, detail about why abstinence is important. They simply show you and talk about these other forms of sex as alternatives to intercourse, which is of course where babies come from. Right. And uh we can't show you on the radio, of course, some of these materials about use of sex toys, use of dental dams in various types of oral sex on various parts of the body. But if you go to Informed Parents of California, both the Facebook page and the website, you can see a lot more of this, right. as well as Rebecca Friedrich's uh, for, for Kids and Country website and Facebook page, you can see, again, you can see, you can learn a lot more about this. I know that in Riverside, there was an, an announcement posted on, on Facebook that the sex ed materials, the triple X sex ed materials were going to be available for parents to inspect on Thursday afternoon between 2 and 2.40 p.m. Wait a minute. Where are most parents? They're working. Kind of tough to get away. Right. Uh, so obviously... This, the government-run schools don't want the parents to see this material. And if the government-run schools don't want the parents to see the material, then your children shouldn't be seeing it either. Yeah. Uh, Senator Mike Morrell has a, an assembly bill that is being uh, – he, he's trying to get uh, co-sponsors for the bill. Essentially, what this bill would do is mandate that this material be available for parents to review because right now – it's not. Remember when we were back in the Common Core uh, curriculum debates, one of the things that was uh, prominently discussed was the copyright aspect of this education material and that that was the reason that parents were not being allowed uh, to uh, view a lot of this, a lot of the curriculum and the actual lessons. And the, it was not available to be put out over the Internet because the publishers had restrictions on it based on copyright rules. And that seems like a very flimsy thing to hide behind uh, if you want to hide your curriculum. I think since it's public school, anything that is done in a public school needs to be public. All that material is being paid for by... Taxpayer dollars. The public. Well, at the same time, they're teaching your children about how to have anal sex. What are they doing on math and what are they doing on math, reading and other important subjects? And there was just, I saw, there was some data released in a chart that I saw this week that since 2011, California has increased its spending on its government-run schools by 60%. And at the same time, the academic performance measured by the National Association of Educational Performance Tests, NAEP, no increase whatsoever, zero, not a none, in fourth and eighth grade reading and math. 60% increase got zero improved performance from the government-run schools. Like I said, they're dumbing them down academically as well as 
religiously, morally, and, and patriotically. And making you pay more for it. Witness what's going on in L.A. right now. They had that giant teacher strike. Red for Ed is the is the way that this is being portrayed all across the country. Red for Ed, they settled, the LAUSD settled with the teachers, and now they're turning around holding a special election on June the 4th. Measure EE, which is going to add 16 cents per square foot of property tax to anyone living in the LAUSD area to raise $500 million a year, uh, $5 billion or just a little bit over that, I think $6 billion over a 12-year period in order to finance these increased costs negotiated uh, in order to end the strike. So you're always going to pay for it. It's always going to come down to more money. They're going to go after the taxpayers for more money, and we're getting less and less in the way of results from it. Yeah. Uh, And is is there anyone who thinks that this tax increase is going to produce improved performance and learning in the government-run schools? There's another chart I just, I, I just saw this week, and this looks at, these are national figures, and goes from 1970 to 2012. After adjusted inflation, spending went up almost 200%. The number of employees in the government-run schools went up almost 100%. The number of students went up about 5, 6, 7 percent increase over the same period of time. And the academic performance, again, measured by science, math, and reading scores, flat to declining. So you have, so you have a huge increase, huge number of employees, increasing employees for no better results. So if you had told people back, you know, back in 1970, you know, we're going inc- to increase in spending by 200% on the schools, that's going to solve the problem, right? And probably most people, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we'll have, we will have wonderful government-run schools if we increase spending that much. We'll have we'll have gold gilded uh, faucets in the bathroom for that much, and yet we don't have results. And the one school, the one area of education that is getting results, charter schools, the state of California wants to dial that back. Why? Pressure from the unions because they're not unionized. The other thing is, what about school choice? School choice would solve so many problems, but the unions will never let school choice happen because God forbid we have a free market uh, dynamic. In education. Right. And you might think that maybe the Republican Party would get all behind this because the polls show that a majority of Latino parents, majority of black parents favor school choice. Yeah, well, they're locked into poor performing schools. In Florida, this past election, uh, uh, Ron or Rick, I forget his name, DeSantos, narrowly won for governor. And he would not have won but for an unprecedented support from black females who were school choice moms. So you, you see the result here, and this should be an issue that Republicans are running on all across the country for for better education but also for as a good issue to reach out to people who don't normally vote Republican. Because, yeah, you may have voted Democrat all your life, but guess which party wants to give you the choice, your children, your, ki- your money, your kids, your choice of where to go to school? The Republican Party could be that party if they seize the opportunity. But then again, we are talking about the Republican Party and in particular the California Republican party because i see that there's some fledgling efforts to get a school choice initiative on the ballot for 2020 i've been involved in that uh but 
the Republican Party is entirely absent. We got to take a break for this half uh, during this half hour to acknowledge our sponsor. Ah, shucks. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor for this half hour. All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. As they say, that's a famous song from Russia with love. I wanted to sing it, but Don insisted that I not try to try to sing it. Uh, I guess love, in this case from Russia, is better the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh whatever number of times around, as they, as they will not give up the con. It's been established that the, the Trump-Russia collusion was a con from the, from the beginning. There was never any evidence of it. It was all a, it was all a setup. And they're, they're back to it. And unfortunately, this week, we see even the, even the Republicans, the Republican chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Senator Burr, subpoenaed Don Jr. to come back. To test, test, talk about, and testify about Russia, and not only is there no basis for that, not only is he serving the Democrat propaganda machine, but it violates the agreement that he entered into with Donald Jr. when he testified the first time for nine hours. Is the agreement was he would come one day and he would answer. All questions, as you'd stay as long as any senator wanted to ask questions, but that was going to be it. And we're going to keep bringing him back. And now Senator Burr is violating that agreement. And fortunately, he's getting excoriated as he should be. And there's no, there are no Republican senators standing up for him or standing up or supporting this ridiculous, outrageous, stupid position by the Republican. I understand the Democrats want to keep the Russia con alive. But why would a Republican want to do so? Well, why would a Republican want to run against Donald Trump as an independent in the 2020 election, as suggested by Thomas Friedman of The New York Times? Well, it's easy to defeat him. Right. Exactly. So you find find somebody like Kasich would be a good choice. Or Mitt Romney. Well, see, see, Romney would suffer. He's still in office. I think Kasich, who's out of office, would be, and is somewhat well-known, would be the choice. And of course, the, the the idea would just if you could draw five percent, that would, that would almost certainly tip the election to the Democrats. I, I would honestly recommend everybody watch the debate that happened during leading up to the vote to uh, on on William Barr on on this entire effort to hold Barr in contempt. The exchange between the Democrats and the Republicans was so revealing. 
you actually see unfold in real time where the Democrats sit on this issue and where the Republicans sit. Standout presentations by Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, and Louis Gohmert, who basically boiled the, the issue right down to its quick. Democrats are afraid that they will be exposed. The entire fraud of this Russian investigation will be exposed uh, if they can't keep their narrative of not collusion anymore, because that's pretty much been put down, but obstruction. That's what they're that's what they're after right now. And they want to keep that narrative of obstruction alive, because if and I should say when uh, Republicans start pushing this, uh, uh, you know, what happened leading up to the investigation uh, the Mueller investigation, everything, the FISA warrants, the spying, uh, the orchestrating by the uh, uh, FBI and the Department of Justice to engage in this crossfire hurricane uh, investigation that was started in July once they realized that Trump was going to be the apparent the nominee for the Republican Party. Well, it, it, it strongly appears that the spying started much oh, earlier. way before that. And that's the concern, because if the spying started earlier than that, what that tells us is it had very little to do specifically with Donald Trump and more about the Obama administration weaponizing these tools against American citizens. If it's found out, as many people suspect it, it is going to be found out, that the Obama administration used the CIA to spy on American citizens. And how would they do that? The CIA would coordinate with foreign governments who in turn would spy on American citizens and then feed that intelligence back to the CIA. That's what is at the core of the suspicion now because there are any number of times that the Obama administration has its fingerprints on weaponizing government. They weaponize the IRS against nonprofits, uh, conservative nonprofits. They weaponized the uh, ATF in this fast in the, in the Fast and Furious uh, gun running scandal, gun walking, slow walking these guns into cartel hands in order to be able to advance their gun control narrative, and that's when Eric Holder was legitimately uh, held in contempt. And remember what happened back then when Republicans held Eric Holder in contempt? Democrats walked out of the Congress having a, a hissy fit. And did you see that kind of behavior on the part of Republicans? Oh, not at all. No. And of course, the, the, you know, the same guys um, that are now leading, want to hold Attorney General Barr in contempt, were against it when uh, Holder clearly failed to produce documents that had been subpoenaed by, by Congress. For us, there was no reason he couldn't do it, other right. than he wanted to cover up his own involvement because the emails show that he knew about the Fast and Furious selling guns to Mexican drug cartels plan long before he admitted that he that he found out about it and then even before that jerry nadler who holds up the holds up uh runs the judiciary committee he holds the chairman's position he actually was involved in changing the rules on how these uh reports from special counsels are disseminated he's the one that essentially made it difficult to release the report, the Ken Starr report, against Clinton. He obstructed the release of that report by requiring things to be put in it that would cause it to be redacted. 
Jerry Nadler is a two-faced liar who, by the way, has taken God out of the swearing in of witnesses in front of committees. He also has at least two chins, but that's another story. Jerry Nadler, what a piece. But I highly, going back to my original point, please watch that. Watch that. It's, it's worth viewing. It's worth documenting what it is you see uh, Jim Jordan talk about what, the, what Democrats are really afraid will be exposed. And the rationale by Democrats for issuing this contempt citation, um, it's otherworldly. And it is boiling down. It boils down to those arguments right there. It's what they say on the news programs, but you have it in a condensed form. One of the um, more significant but underreported stories was George Papadopoulos was on Tucker Carlson this past week. And he was contacted for information and, put, and tried, they tried to get information out of him, not when he joined the Trump campaign, but earlier when he joined the Ben Carson campaign. So, so was Donald Trump's campaign the only one that the Obama regime spied on? Were campaigns the only ones they were spied on? Really, did the, did the, uh, the illegal spying on Americans just start with Donald Trump in 2016? No. That's what they're afraid is going to be found out. That's why they cre- that's one of the things that, that I believe one of the reasons why they created the whole Russian narrative was to cover up and misdirect the American public and and investigators from the wholesale use of the CIA and the FBI to spy on Americans was misdirected into this Russian hoax. And I, I think that that's where the origin, not only to, it, it served two purposes. It served one purpose to hamstring the, 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 the brand new Trump administration, but it also served another purpose, and that was to cover up this weaponization of our NSA, of our FBI, and of our CIA. And that's why you see they're so going so vociferously at Attorney General Barr is so that if and when he does take any action, they've already sullied his reputation and it'll be treated as a big political event. And therefore, don't don't pay any attention to the evidence of this massive illegal spying campaign by the Obama regime. So pay attention, folks. It's going to get real over the next couple of weeks as the Inspector General's report, Horowitz, Uh, releases his Department of Justice Inspector Report. So much more coming up. Stay tuned to the Unite IE Radio Show right here on AM 590 The Answer every Saturday at 4 o'clock as we will be talking about those very issues. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.